Expounded Universe, Season 23, Episode 11, Fallen Off the Roof. The book, Star Wars X-Wing Race Squadron by Aaron Alston. The year, 1998. Chapters 21 and 22. With your hosts, Jeff and John. Other unnecessary details, let's go! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars novel discussion podcast, where we discuss old Star Wars novels. I'm sure there's new ones. I don't need to know about that. Frankly, I don't want to know. And also, frankly, I'm Jeff. And also, I'm Frank. (laughs) And John Lee, that's Frank. (laughs) Uh, How's it going, man? (laughs) I'm tired, dude. Yeah. I've, I've had a rough one. I mean, not rough. It's so rough. It's not been rough necessarily. I've been on a uh, family excursion to the to the the Disney parks of California. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. As much as it's great to make fun and be like, "Oh, yeah, it's so rough. You were, you had to go to Disneyland." Ugh. But like, you had to go to Disneyland with a small child, and that's not like, "Oh, I was having a fun time." wandering disney at my leisure it's oh i had to deal with things <laughs> yeah i yeah. had responsibility i went to responsibility land and my child had fun yeah and i spent i i, I mean i haven't been to, i went to disney last year with sage and at that time i was completely hands-off and i just let my dad handle everything because they were taking us yeah um and, and you know it was a nice time i i don't dislike disneyland especially I, i'm not a huge fan of crowds yeah so that that kind of dampens my experience but that time i was just like anywhere we go you're just taking care of it fine fine whatever this time i actually had like the lightning lane shit and i was dealing with all that stuff myself like disneyland is super expensive to get into and then literally before you even get in there they're like hey would you like this 11 extra ways you could spend more money yes and some of them i'm like i'm still not even sure what the fuck i bought like i bought disney genie plus on the first day Uh uh-huh and then it was i don't even know what that did I thought it gave me access to the lightning lanes, which is like you can buy or just or arrange to not be in line. Yeah. Um, but I think you could just do that anyway. I think I might have just given the mouse like $75 for nothing. I mean, I think and I don't know because I haven't been to Disneyland in a while, yeah. but I was pretty sure that it was like, oh, you can always try and be like, I would like to sign up for come at back to this ride at whatever time and you'll get on in a shorter line yeah and if you do the like genie plus thing then it's like oh you get more options or a better version of this Mm -hmm. but i just i honestly couldn't give less of a fuck about doing that yeah i mean we use lightning lane almost exclusively and if we didn't use lightning lane we used we used i mean i feel bad saying it that way but but my my mom was with us and she uses, when she's at Disneyland specifically, she uses a mobility scooter to get around. It's just, it's bad back and it's hard for her to walk through a whole day there. Yeah. And so a lot of the time, in a lot of the lines, she can just go up to the front and be like, hi, I'm in this scooter and I have four people with me. And they'll, and they'll be like, yeah, just go on through. Yeah. So it was rare that we waited in any kind of actual line for longer than about 20 minutes. Which Great. is nuts because some of the lines there are insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're going to one of the popular ones, if you're not yeah. waiting at least 45 to 50, what are you even doing? I think, the, I mean, it was a fun trip, though. I'll, I'll say that. Like, like uh, it, I'm not going to do a whole trip report because it's three days at Disney. It's not, it's not something anyone needs. 
But I was uh, stunned and, and pleased to learn that my daughter is just unafraid of anything. Like she has been, she's terrified of uh, whenever the narrative is focused on a bad guy in in a uh, in a media property. So I can't show her any TV show or movie that has an arc. Yeah, you can't. I can't put on nothing like, with an antagonist. Yeah, I can't put on like like Encanto is probably the only movie I can actually show her because the bad guy is just like a grandma who's just kind of misguided. <laughs> the, the bad guy is generational trauma. Exactly. And that's, that's hard to be like. Ah, it's coming to get me. Ah. <laughs> expectations uh but like even even ones where it's like a relatively gentle bad guy like like uh, turning red when her when uh when the little girl's mom turns into a big panda and is just gonna go get her daughter and ground her she's still like no turn it off i can't but roller coasters do nothing to her sweet so we're at the point where like okay we're gonna try and get her on that dumbo ride then we're gonna go back to toontown and put her on uh, whatever's a little slow dark ride maybe she's strong bright brave enough for pirates we'll figure it out and she's like Dad, why aren't we riding that railroad? Why aren't we on Big Thunder Mountain? And I'm like, do you want to? It goes fast. And she's like, yeah, obviously it goes fast. I can see that, Father. (laughs) I would like. Father, I have eyes. (laughs) I gathered, Father. (laughs) Indeed. I wish to go on the roller coaster. Yeah, she's just completely fearless. Where I was, at her age, she's five, I was deathly afraid of everything at Disneyland. Ah. And would even go on, like, Pirates. But she's just like, yeah, whatever. I'll ride the Incredicoaster. I don't care how many times I go upside down. Put me on that thing. <laughs> so that was that was cute. My best personal experience was being on board uh, Rise of the Resistance when it broke. Great, which is just fun. It's always great yeah. being on a ride when it breaks down. Yeah, this, that's my second time. I was in uh, uh, the I I don't know. I think it's called Hyperspace Mountain nowadays. But Space Mountain back when I was a youth in the in the impressionable eighties. Uh, it broke down while I was on it, and I had to see how, because they turned lights on, how fucking scary it actually is in there. Yeah, you don't want to see that. That put me off roller coasters for a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> so, overall, great. It was a, it was a nice time, and I got, I got some lightsabers. Which well, hooray. Is, which is what I like. You got lightsabers, bringing us back to the Star Wars. It's bringing us back around to Star Wars. Almost all my merch was Star Wars, because their Marvel merch situation was janky. They had, like, nothing. <laughs> You know, I, I admit I'm a man of weird tastes. I was mostly looking for She-Hulk or Miss Marvel stuff. That's that's my jam. Yeah. And they had nothing. If it's not Spider-Man, they don't care. Yeah. That's because, you know, 99% of the people, if it's not Spider-Man, yeah. they don't care. That and Loki. That a lot of Loki shit because they know, they know where their bread is buttered. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, where a lot of ladies' bread is buttered. <laughs> they know how a lady gets her bread buttered. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... So, anywho, um, yeah, Star Wars. Uh, I don't even remember what I'm like. I'm so fucking tired. I I got back last night at like 11:30 p.m. I I'm I'm halfway to death. So I'm gonna let you uh, remind me where we were because I don't Great. remember when last we left our heroes. We were dealing with the unfortunate aftermath of the death of Chesman Akbar. Mm, yes, we had a funeral for her, and that was mostly just shooting an empty coffin uh, into space that blows up. Yeah, didn't, like, blow up a sun a little bit? Like, not enough to be... No, they just shot a torpedo at a star. Yeah. And it just kind of went poof into the star. Yeah. Uh, And we also then had to deal with (laughs) fucking the uh, chuckle fucks that are Wraith Squadron basically torturing Mindonos until he gets over PTSD. Oh, that's why I forgot why I was so tired. Yeah. No, the entirety of the last two chapters was 
you can get over PTSD if people make you relive the worst thing that ever happened to you. Yeah, and then and, insult you. And then also, let's have these two people that shouldn't be together get together. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll have, uh, if I remember correctly, we'll have Kel and Jansen sort of settle the differences by Kel being the creepiest fucking weirdo in the world. Yeah, Kel Batman's out of the fucking rafters at West Jansen and is like, I hear you're actually a decent person that cares. Now I shall no longer attempt to murder you. Away! And then leaps back up into the sky like, like fucking Mario. Just, just T-poses away. <laughs> T-pose for dominance and lifts directly up. <laughs> I like to think he doesn't even jump. No, he just, he goes, just, he just goes into a T-pose and like a rocket noise plays. And it's obviously got nothing to do with him. Goes into T-pose and you can see the cursor select him and then lift his... <laughs> model up you can see the edge of the cut of the uh, animation cell that he's drawn on yes at the bottom as he goes up <laughs> <laughs> all right so so, so yeah so and yeah. then uh setting up for this our heroes had to uh figure out what they were going to do about the fact that uh zinge and trigget and whatnot have now cottoned on to the fact that they're doing the whole we follow after the night collar and blow stuff up. And they're like, great, we've used our weird parasite thing to figure out where the uh, uh, Folor base survivors went to. Yeah, and Trigget is just as enough of a, of a, a mean-spirited sadist of a guy that he's like, I want to go kill those survivors I wasn't able to successfully kill on Folor. And of like, course, there's a point to it. Zinj is like, great, it's a fucking rebel base. We want to blow it up anyway. Yeah. And you can go ahead and do that. And then also go ahead and take the Nightcaller with you when you do that. But first, have the Hawkbat meet them and resupply them. Yes. And we'll so, do a full inspection, which is just routine. It, because the weirdest thing is that they only sub, uh, uh, suspect that the, the uh, Nightcaller is being followed and not that it's been taken over by rebels. I guess it's exactly. not weird because this whole plan is very silly. Yes. So. They're like, because they don't know, obviously, any of this shit has happened. They're like, as far as we know, the Nightcaller has just been out fucking around. They need resupply because we haven't sent anything to resupply them. Mm -hmm. So we'll send the Hawkbat over. They, we can have them send supplies. And they're like, well, shit. That means they're going to come over here and see we've got a bunch of fucking X-Wings and the commander is dead. Yeah. So how are we going to stop that? And... Fainan, the cyborg doctor, is like, well, let's just infect them with a disease because if we pretend that we're sick, that'll be suspicious. Oldest trick in the book. But if we send them a disease and make it so they can't come over, then we've got an excuse. Newest trick in the book. I've got this new book here, and I've just gotten to the newest trick, <laughs> giving people the plague. Uh, I think the oldest trick in the book officially is prostitution, right? <laughs> Ah, uh, you get it? Is this a trick? Yeah, Turning tricks? You see? Yeah, you see? You see? <laughs> you see? <laughs> Too much wordplay. I'm sorry. I'm going to go back to simple, short declarative sentences <laughs> in solidarity with the WGA. <laughs> I stand with the WGA and therefore will not do anything that requires thought. Nothing that, con that could conceivably be called writing shall be done here on this show. Not that <laughs> it ever was. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why we cover Star Wars novels. We don't want to do writing. <laughs> so, uh... So yeah, we, we're uh, setting up for that, and to do that, they're going to fly down and perform sort of like a reconnaissance slash guerrilla infiltration mission where they have to dress up like gorillas, 
uh, on, I forget the name of the new plant they're going to, Thor- Theridol or something like that? Uh, Thor- I, don't, I don't remember. Thordan. <laughs> Thavrain. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably <laughs> one of those. But uh, but yeah, it's they have to go to a planet where the Hawkbat is currently at uh, rest. Yes. Storinol is the name of the planet. Storinol. Yeah, Storinol is, uh, as we find out when we start our chapters, a super nice planet for like tourists and stuff it's very beautiful it's got a lot of uh naturally beautiful vistas and yeah it's like a Naboo landscapes and shit without all those pesky gungans <laughs> finally yeah and that's why it's imperial yes it is an imperial world too it's still and i don't mean like it's allied to zinge i mean it's loyal to the empire Mm-hmm. so it also has the thing about the planet is they're like oh it's like still empire aligned but also has a bunch of like rebel sympathizer things so you've got like people that are for the republic so there's a whole bunch of nonsense going on there but the only reason it's not like a war zone is because it's just it'd be like ah let's make fucking disneyland into a war zone you're like ah dude you're just going there to have a good time yeah well, no one also, gives a shit it's also not near much so it can survive being a little out of the way and still have Imperial sympathies, even though those don't make any sense anymore for a while before yeah. before the rest of the galaxy catches up or before it has to catch up, rather. Uh, so they're going to go down there with just this ridiculously convoluted multi-pronged situation where they have to raid a hospital to steal a dis- to pick a disease because the whole deal about their approach to, to uh, this planet to store it all is um I, sorry that that just sounds like they're it's it's a storage facility like they're yeah. gonna rent like store and all yeah the n is of course an apostrophe yeah. dash all store and all first month s t o r yeah dash an apostrophe <laughs> dash all ten by twenty spaces still available climate controlled welcome to store and all <laughs> yeah their whole deal is they're like all right well. This is where the Hawkbat is having some R&R before they're going to come give us stuff. So we're going to take the Lambda shuttle that we have, mm-hmm. fuck off over to here, and we're going to try and do basically three things. Because, one, they need to go find a fucking hospital here that has diseases so that Fanon can go find something that is infectious and debilitating without being deadly or, like, too much of a hassle to get or anything like that. I don't so, know what... Is this a humanitarian reason where they're not just like, let's just fucking give them the, the Rigelian Ultra Plague and have them yes. all explode into bubbles? They're like, well, we're not here to murder these people, which is weird, because I'm like... Because they are all cold-blooded murderers. Like, yeah, but if you saw this fucking shit, if you saw the hawk bat above a rebel base, you would blow that fucker up and be like, Cool, we did a good thing. Yeah, like we've already watched Wedge see someone turn and try to flee a battle and just gleefully shoot through their ship anyway. Yeah. we. I don't know why they're like, let's not give them diseases. But they're like, okay, let's make it something that'll be debilitating without being deadly. Mm-hmm. They also, you know, I guess you want to make it not deadly just in case you fuck up. If you're like, yeah. oh, let's go get this horrible plague and put it on their ship, and oops, I dropped it. Oh, no, it's our fault for choosing those fucking green bubbles from the rock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got to get those little soap bombs from the rock and throw them into the ship. It's you, Jansen. You're the rocket man. (laughs) Uh, Now, in addition to that, of course, they have to figure out where the hawk bat is and what's going on with that so they can find a way to 
get this plague onto that ship. Also, the Hawkbat is going to expect them to have four TIE Fighters, and they have but two. So they need to to uh, steal at least two TIE Fighters from this planet. Which is That's the weird. weirdest of them, because I'm like, why? They expect you to have four, but the whole plan is, oh, they'll be too sick to come aboard. So it's not like... Do they expect you to go, yeah, put all the TIE Fighters yeah, out. Outside, we can't yeah. come over, but we want to see your TIE I, Fighters I'm, from the window. That was actually my guess, because I wrestled with that for a second. I was like, why? Why do they need to get the TIE Fighters if their whole plan is to infect them with a poison so virulent that they have to stay on their ship? And the answer could only be, well, we can look out the fucking bulkheads. Just put your ship in parade motion, and we'll, we'll note how many TIE Fighters you have. Weird. Yeah. Weird that that would even be a thing, but they're like, I guess just in case. In they're case like, what? show me all your TIE Fighters, then we gotta go steal two more TIE in Fighters. Ca- in case what? In case old Captain Derillion was hiding that he lost a TIE Fighter? Yeah. It's such a weird thing. It was weird to me that they didn't take the opportunity after the whole pirate thing to go, hey, we were ambushed by pirates, we managed to win, we lost two TIE Fighters. Yeah. Because then you'd go, hey, now there's an explanation for why we only have two, Mm -hmm. and it's not like they're going to make getting two TIE Fighters to these chuckle fucks a priority, so you don't need to worry about that. Could have done that, but instead they're just like, no, we need to go steal some TIE Fighters. Yeah, and I appreciate that at least TIE Fighters are so ubiquitous and and, uh, off the rack that it doesn't matter that they're stealing them from some planetary garrison. They're the same fucking shit. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah, all of them are just the same bullshit assembly line nonsense. Nobody's like, ah, this is the TIE Fighters for the Empire. This mm-hmm. is the TIE Fighters for Zinj. You're like, nah, man, they're all TIE Fighters. No the, one cares. These are TIE Fighters for civil defense, and they're still it's the same ones. It's fine. Yeah. So in addition to that, we find out that because this is a tourist planet, uh, there's also a lot of Gamorians to titillate as uh, guards for things. It so just, that means Piggy can come down. Yeah, it just means Piggy gets to go. However, uh, there are two people that don't get to, and that's... Hohas, because he's a big horse man, and they're like, sorry, my man. Big horse dude is not allowed on the Empire planet. Yeah, I mean, that one's funny because they're like, okay, well, Grinder obviously isn't allowed because so many Bothans died for this information. So you can't have a Bothan because Bothans are universally hated by the Empire. Yeah, the Empire's like, I still hate Bothans. But Hohas is in, what, he's a, I forget his species, an Ekwesh? No, that's his last name. No, that's his last name. Uh, I I don't remember what species. Horseman. Horseman. He's a horseman. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, that's just a weird species that no one knows about, so you'd think they'd be able to bring him on as, like, a, like, just, like, it's Imperials. You could be like, yes, this is my exotic pet, a horseman. (laughs) Yeah, but then that draws scrutiny. They're like, oh, what's this horseman doing here? This is going to stick out a lot. He's just horsing around. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you take jokes from that show. I didn't mean to, but you're right. (laughs) I forgot that was the name of something on that show as well. Yeah, that was his sitcom that he had. That was his full house. That's right, it was. Uh, So, uh... That fucking Bojack in here. Get out of here. (laughs) You just can't watch it because it hits too close to home. Too much depression for your old boy here. (laughs) Because unfortunately, outside of the depression, it's like the funniest cartoon in decades. So yeah, they're like, all right, we can go... With all of our humans and Piggy, because Gamorians at least are ubiquitous enough there as like a, ooh, we use Gamorian guards and it makes the tourists go, ooh, how exotic. Yeah. 
I like that. I like that uh, notionally that the, the Empire likes their stupid exotic species to be around just as for gawking material. And it lets them bring Piggy, so that's that's great. I don't like that when they eventually bring him, they use as his his, his uh, fake name the name of the secret facility he was raised in. Again, we've had this conversation like three times. Stop being cute with your fucking code names. <laughs> you don't need to do that, man. You don't need it. You could have just named him Gurfter or something. It, no one knows what Gamorreans are card. You don't have to call him Vort. That's where he's from. Yeah, you could be like, ah, this is my bodyguard. His name is Jingles. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. It's not like, you know, you, you didn't see this happening in the Star Wars movies where, like, Han has to, has to uh, go among the uh, that, that shield generator on Endor, and they're like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm uh, Han Death Star plans, and <laughs> I'm a perfectly normal Imperial. Hi, I'm Han Bespin. What? <laughs> it's, like, it's like Indiana Jones, but for Star Wars. <laughs> That's me, Luke Alderaan. <laughs> Don't. Just, just, you have the opportunity to not. Take it. Anyway, uh, yeah, they're all going to wear the stupidest, most outlandish possible costumes because I think Face is just from that school of dazzling his way past instead of camouflaging. Oh, yeah. I mean, you do need camo. Uh, two very distinct disguises for are recognizable. The West Jansen and the Wedge Antilles, they are popular well not popular they are well known enough they yeah. are infamous they amongst have, imperials there's like wanted posters for them and stuff so they're like okay we have to do a lot of nonsense for these guys so everyone gets their own fun reasons to be on planet that's what most of the episode will probably end up being so wes jansen gets his fun costume and he gets to take the place of an actual person that exists dead yeah. and is dead now, but it isn't on Imperial record. Mm -hmm. So he is showing up as a senator from Bakura. Yeah, which has a whole book named after it, The Truce at Bakura. And he gets like, oh, he gets like old man makeup and a big fake beard and gets to dress up and look all senatorial. Yes, and they, they've basically dressed him up as like a dandy southern fried senator because he's got like white beard and big button chops and stuff he's uh but he's, in a, and he's in a bright red military uniform oh yeah he straight up looks like a fucking ringmaster is yes. what he looks like <laughs> like because they're like oh he's in military cut and he's got big epaulets and whatnot i'm like this motherfucker's gonna tell me to look center stage he looks like elderly m bison he is going to introduce a lion tamer is what west jansen mm -hmm. is going yeah to do. so so his deal is that he is one of the, because Baccaro wasn't an a, a imperial world, that the story from Truce at Baccaro, which is a book I've not read, but I've read about, is basically like one of, the, one of the first empire planets to fully surrender and cooperate with the New Republic. So this guy, though, is an empire-leaning senator. Yeah, he's, he's a senator in exile. Yeah, because now that they, you know, went, oh, we're going to go with, the Republic and whatnot. He's like, oh, I'm going to leave that planet. And so his whole cover story is I left there. I am here because I want to continue to serve the empire. Yeah. We get, uh, Tyria and the Atril to bond. Yeah. The Lieutenant from the night caller, the crew that they sent on. Yeah. She, she's Base, I'm pretty sure they're they're scheduling her to take over Jasmine's slot, probably because because she, she's actually on the crew now. She's getting business. She's a qualified Tie Fighter pilot, and she's got guerrilla experience. Yeah. So now she's there with Phelan 
as the bodyguards. She's, the se- she's one of the two sexy, identical bodyguards, because this guy is supposed to be flamboyant enough to have wanted sexy, identical bodyguards, uh, a- a- as you do when you're like an important enough senatorial guy in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, you're like, I'm a senator, so that means I should have twins. Oh, hey, hey, you. And, so, and, you know, you, we've seen this before. That's what the whole Tonica sisters thing, like, the, that's what they excelled at. Yeah. So Exotically that's, ha- good looking. That's what they're doing. They dyed their hair black. They have the same, like, hair style. They're in all black outfit. Yeah, with, they're wearing body stockings. Like, full black leather, like, holsters and various things. Yeah. And, and then named, also Piggy. And Piggy's there, too, but just in the loincloth with the axe. Yeah, because he's just like, oh, he's also my bodyguard, but you know, for fun. Here's my here's my funsies guy. Yeah, uh, so yeah, the two of them, the uh, Tyria and, and Atril, even have rhyming fake names to really drive home. Like these two are twin super powerful martial artists that are my bodyguards because Star Wars is a hack thing. Because that's what we do here. Yeah, uh, so that's him, and he's the first one off the ship, which uh, is the Lambda shuttle they've repainted to look like a transport. Yep. Uh, so him and his little squad come out, make it past this lieutenant guy who basically, this lieutenant guy is in for a rough day. Like, he's like the NPC lieutenant guarding a gate to a town you have to sneak into. Because here comes just a parade of persuasion checks, and every one of them you see him being like, what the f- Fine. Yeah, <laughs> I love that everyone's like, the only way we're going to make it onto this tourist destination is to pretend to be the wildest fucking characters you've ever seen. That way, they won't ask questions. I'm like, or you could just get off and go, hi, I wanted to go see the nice views, and they go, great, so does everyone. Bye. <laughs> yeah. But instead, they're like, I've got to come up with the most ridiculous, dumb fucking character that you would pitch for, like, an improv sketch. Mm. Hello, I am Senator Iskit Tysian, and I have brought with me a dancing Gamorian man and twin ninjas, which I have dubbed Twinjas. <laughs> Sexy Twinjas. And now, if you look to the center of the ring, <laughs> you will see the flying robos. <laughs> It's my acrobatic droids. Yeah. Instead, what he, is, what he does is move along to allow out the, yo- the local yokel contingent. This is Donos and uh, Kel. No, Kel's the pilot. It's I, it's Donos. Face. Face and probably Fane. And Wedge. Wedge and Wedge. Now, these three are all dressed up as, they're all from the planet Agamar. And Agamar is basically. It's space Poland. Space Poland. It's where all the pe- all your dumb jokes are set in yeah. for Star Wars. It is the, oh, everyone from Agamar is so stupid. Yeah. Now, this is. I feel bad about this because they immediately point out that the reason they're using Agamar as their base is because they were able to get a lot of the mannerisms right because Captain Hrackness, the guy who's currently piloting the Nightcaller for them, is from Agamar. And it it's not, we got the right ones, it's, hey man, you're from there, what's the stereotypical things that people think? And he goes, oh, here's what everyone thinks Agamar is. <laughs> yeah, please dress up as the uh, stereotypes about my planet, I love that. I'm the biggest fan. I was just like, that's got to be the most fucked up shit. I mean, if you're just going to a guy and you're like, hey, everyone thinks your your entire planet is stupid. What's what's the worst things people have said to you, Mm -hmm. to your face, about your planet? Because we're going to do all of that. We're going to dress up. We're going to have you uh, judge it before we even go down there. We're We're going to do what we call a minstrel show, if you will. (laughs) You know, because Wedge plays the flute. (laughs) No other reason. It is amazing it's fucking ridiculous i mean although the way they speak i was like oh this is 
very like Midwestern because yeah. it's like, oh yeah, we're we're here on vacation. Yeah, they're playing up being stupid and all having the same name and con- they're. It's like a weird mix of Midwestern, Canadian, Southern, and Polish. Yeah. It's just everywhere where anyone makes dumb jokes. I'm Dodd, and this is my brother Fod, and my brother Laud. Yeah, exactly. We're brothers, <laughs> and we're all brothers, brothers, yeah. brothers. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's just next. They're all wearing rough, dirty ponchos. Where they made a big deal about how the ponchos and denim jeans they're wearing and so on look broken in because they made the entire squadron march over them back and forth for hours. Yeah, guys. Fucking put them in the dryer with some rocks or something. What are you doing? You're wasting operational time. Look, this is Star Wars. No one has a fucking dryer. <laughs> they got like some kind of special quantum star dryer. It's fine. Interior, <laughs> uh, uh, use the most small and pointless amount of force you have to rough up these jeans. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. Uh, so they come out and their whole cover story is we're here to find brides. We're doing the seven brides for seven brothers entire routine, but it's three of us. Yeah. And their whole deal is like, Oh, there's only six handsome ladies on, on, on Agamar. Oh, there's five. Oh, I told you now there's six. Oh no, there's five. You see Jenny uh, Hanslot, she got shot. Oh no. Who did that then? Oh, it was her cousin, you know? <laughs> yeah. This sort of thing to kind of waste time until the guy gets mad and pushes like, them along. Oh, please leave. Just go. And um, then they tip him one credit in exchange for the information about where there's a bar. Can you tell me where all the fine ladies are that looking for love and to get married? Yeah, because we're looking to get married, we are. We're brothers. <laughs> the two of us. And also, the three of us. Also me. <laughs> I'm also a brother. <laughs> it's that. Uh, and we get... That's the thing. I, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt. I... Uh, this is going to cause this guy to tell fucking stories. Oh, yeah. That's the whole fucking... I don't know why this, they do this. This whole fucking squad is like what happened oh a uh, shuttle came down and instead of a group of tourists i got a gaggle of the most memorable motherfuckers you will ever know i got a senator in exile with his ninja bodyguards and gamorian the three fucking stooges from agamar and then Fainan and Tyria show up as a married couple and they are just arguing the whole time yeah they won't stop arguing the only person who's theoretically normal on the ship is Kel, who's supposed to be the pilot of it. Yeah. And he's still going by Kel. Yeah, he's like, hey, and my name's Kel. Kel Donar. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, great. Good. Love that for you. Yeah, that's great. Good job, buddy. Yeah, you don't need to change first names for uh, for cover stories. It's just last names. Yeah. That's that's the rules. That's uh, that's the, that's the Imperial Code. Well, Kel's not famous, so it doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> He now, Keenan, however, is very famous. <laughs> Kel might be famous at some point in the future, and you don't want to leave a trail. Just change your name to, like, Smell. It's fine. <laughs> smell. Smell Doran. Yeah, my name's uh, Smell Butts. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you for showing up here on Store and All, Smell Butts. <laughs> His deal is that he's like, yeah, I uh, also hated having to ride with that gaggle of wacky characters. He's like, Ugh. aren't they wacky? Imagine three days with a lot of them, huh? Anyway, where could I find some infectious diseases? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Where's the hospital? I don't have an infectious disease. So... Checks out? <laughs> yeah, well, everything <laughs> checks out there. They also put Grinder in the in the Grinder. They put Grinder in a little uh, smuggling compartment, the same one that they used to fucking... 
shoot Piggy into the yeah, Nightcaller. It was the fuselage of the tiny X-Wing they made out of larger X-Wings. And so he's in a little compartment that won't show up when they go to scan. Uh-huh. Because they're like, oh, well, we do want our main slicer here, mm-hmm. but you can't get off the ship or else everyone's going to be like, hey, what the fuck is this guy doing here? He just has to be like, yeah, I'm uh, the only Imperial Bothan, and you'll always remember my story. Uh, like they they could have wackied him up enough. Hey, I'm the only Imperial Bothan, which would be very memorable enough, but let me tell you my crazy backstory. <laughs> you see, I was born mid-freefall. My mother was skydiving <laughs> over the planet Mustafar. She fell into lava where my parachute opened. I was born with one. I was born with a parachute and a silver spoon in my mouth. Not a metaphor, actual silver spoon. <laughs> that, of course, is why I took the name Twiggy Johnbone. <laughs> Wait, what? That doesn't make it... Yeah, That's ex- right. Exactly. If you knew anything about both ends, you'd know the name Twiggy Johnbone has a great <laughs> weight amongst my people. Let me explain. <laughs> they could have got him in. <laughs> it's... The wildest thing to be like, oh, we want to be the most memorable people that have ever shown up on this planet so that we can have a cover story. Yeah. Meanwhile, good old Hohass, desperate to be involved in any way at all, has just parked his X-Wing on a nearby moon and is just waiting in case they need him. Yeah. If if they need some fucking X-Wing support, he is going to spend three full-ass days sitting inside of his cockpit, and that's it. Peeing in a bag and eating food from a different bag. Hopefully. Oh yeah, that's the well, you know, you don't ever know with Sometimes that. after about day two, you might fuck that up. That might be his species. You don't know if one of his one of their minds is weighing drinking their own pee. Maybe uh, this brain really loves granola bars and piss. <laughs> that's that's a delicacy you for us. The rest of the brains are so mad at the one who's into like pee drinking because of health reasons or something. <laughs> of course, you're always maddest if you're the brain that shows up after, after yeah. and you're like, oh, I got pee mouth. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> You'll thank me when we live forever. I won't. <laughs> Here's the thing. No. <laughs> also, I did a juice and pee cleanse while it was my turn. <laughs> juice and pee cleanse. <laughs> uh. I'm juice and pee cleanse, and I'm happy to arrive here on store and all. Here I am, a giant horse named juice and pee cleanse. <laughs> Let me tell you the song of my people. I'm a vacuum cleaner salesman, but I only have the one. (laughs) I'm selling it for 10 million credits. I only need to sell the one. (laughs) God damn it. It (laughs) But it works. They all get on planet. Yeah. So Tyria and Fanon, of course, with their cover story, they're like, well, we're supposed to be together. Great. We're going to go fuck off to... The uh, hotel near the hospital in another city. Mm-hmm. And Kel, who is now dating Tyria, is like, cool, I'm a lone pilot, so I can go wherever I want. I'll come with you to this other city. Yes. So they're going to go do reconnaissance on this hospital to try and find out what s- sort of ways you could get in and, and what diseases you might find. And yeah, obvi- I, I don't, I'm sure you mentioned it, but obviously Fainan's going with them as well. As yep. the, yeah. So as the disease checker. Yeah, because it's Fainan and Tyria are the married couple. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Phelan, I think, is taking Fainan or Kyr- Tyria's place as the person who was the other twinja. No, she was always that one. Oh, she was? Okay. Yeah. Tyria and Fainan were the married couple. Oh, Phelan yeah. and... Sorry. Uh, Traban or whatever. Uh, Taban. Uh, Taban. Uh, Atril Taban. 
uh, are the ninjas. Yes, okay. So that group is hanging out near a military base and trying to suss out the locations of various Hawkbat-related military personnel and equipment. Yeah, Wes Jansen is like, oh, this sucks. I can't go walking around like just being myself i have to be in this costume yeah so anytime i want to go do anything i have to be in this so he's gonna stay in the hotel i'm just gonna chill and get porn and room service and you guys can do whatever yeah he's gonna run up a big bill because number one the senator would do that number two the new republic's paying for all of this yeah where those two can just change outfits and all of a sudden they're not twinges anymore yeah they're like i can just put on a regular pair of clothes and a wig and now i'm not a twinja yeah and uh vort i'm sorry piggy can just sort of Lord. can hang around. Yeah. He's fine. As long as he's wearing his loincloth, which again, I got to assume that was a pretty rough moment when they, <laughs> the same thing where they were like, hey, uh, hey, Rackness, get in here. We got we got to test our, our Amagar ac- Agamar accents on you. And meanwhile, like Wedge is walking up to uh, Vort with a fucking fur loincloth. Like, it's <laughs> like, eh, eh, raised eyebrow. We got you a vibro axe. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this is deeply offensive on a number of levels. Uh, yeah, because we're in an elevator right now. I'd expect you to treat someone from Agamar this way. <laughs> Sorry, Rackness. I'm used to it. <laughs> Yuck, I'm used to it. <laughs> That's what you should say when you're pretending to be from Agamar, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you betcha. We're from Agamar, don't mm, you know? Mm. Hot dish made our brains stupid. <laughs> God, where's that on a t-shirt? <laughs> Hot dish made my brain stupid. And then just a big old casserole. That I'd, is... I'd wear that shirt. God damn it, Etsy, get me that shirt now. I need pictures of <laughs> Spider-Man and that t-shirt. So, uh, so anyway, yeah. The, everyone can wander around except for Jansen Piggy. Uh yeah, uh, the face and Fainan both have to cover up a lot of their their like Fainan's whole cover is that he's wearing more cyborg parts. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm basically on the verge of death. Yes. So so yeah. Uh, so the two of them go off and take Kel and go to the hospitals. The Agamar brothers get the most garish tourist clothes they can get that takes so boring of a time where they're getting the handed out their their shorts and long sleeve shirt like they're like hawaiian here's shirts. a hawaiian shirt and some board shorts and you're gonna wear a straw hat with it so that you can keep up the cover story of being a dumb yokel why how dare you i i should kill you for making me wear this it's like fucking t- kel talking like get over it dude you know what you're doing uh their whole job is all right, we're going to go to the bars and whatnot that the Hawkbat crew is on, and we're going to get as much information about where their ships are, when they come and go, all that, and we're just going to be playing the affable idiots who will buy drinks, and that's going to be our whole deal, and that's how we'll get information from them. Once again, we'll do this by drawing as much attention to ourselves as humanly possible. Yep, we got to get just a fucking audience full of Hawkbat yeah. members while we say the dumbest shit imaginable. And of course, it, it wouldn't work. We'd never be able to, to properly be from a backwater farm planet where everyone's poor without constantly buying drinks for an entire squadron of people from a, from an Imperial ship. Yep, that's our cover story. We're yokels that have spent all of our money to come here to find brides to go back to our planet with us. Mm-hmm. Also, we can continually buy drinks. Mm-hmm. No problem. That's because back on Agamar, we discovered black gold. <laughs> Texas tea. Agamar tea. Agamarty. 
<laughs> we discovered Agamardi. Hi there. Hi, I'm Agamardi. <laughs> uh, and uh. then the Twinja's job are pretty much just to go check out where the TIE fighters are staying. Mostly Phelan. Yeah. But Phelan is like, oh, I got to go find out what TIE fighters are where. What's the best option for what we can steal? Yeah. Yes. Uh, they're... Their job is to suss out where there's a civilian base that contains some TIE, or not semi-civilian base, civil base, that contains some TIE fighters that they can make away with. Uh, Phelan, meanwhile, is going to a fancy, I think it's a fancy hotel bar with Piggy, and they meet Wedge there. No, I don't even know what the fuck they were doing there. So, Phelan is who I just said was looking for the TIE fighters. Hold on. Let's make sure we got this right. The Twinjas are Phelan and Artia, whatever. And Tabani. Uh, Taban, sure. Our, our trill. Yes. She is scouting out the TIE fighters. Yeah. Then, as a group, after getting the information from the Hotback crew, scouting out TIE fighters, mm. all of that shit, they then reconvene at a bar. Yeah. And the uh, the the brothers, the, the fake brother routine, when you, they're trying to... Well, suck, I'm hooked on the brothers, honestly, at this point. You would be hooked on these brothers, because they keep buying you drinks. Uh, but... Their routine, where they're trying to suss information out of the crew, the only thing they manage to get out of them, really, is the names of their two shuttles. But they send forever doing this by acting far too stupid. Well, no, I mean, the when they reconvene at the bar, they're like, oh, yeah, we found out when they leave yeah. and whatnot. It's just during their scene, all the, they get is that. Their routine was like, wait, you say now that you're from the Hawkbat? And they're like, yeah, and your, your shuttles are called the Hawkbat Perch and the Hawkbat Nest? What a strange coincidence that you'd managed to get some shuttles named the same, almost like your big ship. Oh, yeah, we're brothers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hot dish made our brains stupid, <laughs> which I'm going to, yeah, that's the shirt coming soon. It's great. <laughs> Merch soon. <laughs> Uh, I love hot dish. <laughs> you gotta love the merch for this show where it's just hot dish made my brain stupid. Star Wars, <laughs> hot dish made my brain stupid. <laughs> Why? Why is this our merch? Because. <laughs> hey, no one buys our good merch. We should go ahead and just make shitty stuff. Yeah, we're not making branded merch anymore. It's just horse shit now. <laughs> <laughs> just ho-ass shit. Wait, wait till you see the bullshit that's gonna be on our stupid... I don't even remember what our t-shirts, T-Public or something. Uh, when, when that, when, when the next couple shirts coming out for that, nothing but text on white background saying something dumb. <laughs> Clip art underneath, obviously stolen, still has the, the watermarks. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they all meet and share information. Uh, Fainan manages to go through, because he's not a slicer, he's like, God damn it, I wish I just had fucking Grinder here so I wouldn't have to do this. But he just ends up finding what disease is most likely to work by going through the various, like, news feeds for outbreaks. Yes. So anytime there was a news article about, like, oh, a sudden outbreak of whatever showed up on planet, he's like, great. If it showed up here, then they've almost certainly got a sample of it in there. Yeah, so they go through, you know, all the all your various ones. The Tatooinean explodey faces. and the They got the... the both in fart plague, which might kill grinders. So let's not use that yeah, one. And they settle on the Burkhud, uh, Burkhud something d sewer disease. Yeah, Burkhud sewer disease. 
which is not as bad as it sounds. It's just that it's transmitted through sewers through improper maintenance by the company Burkud. Yes, they made a artificial life form that was like, oh, this breaks down sewage. Yeah. Like way faster than normal because Coruscant has a lot of people shitting. Yes. So you need something that breaks stuff and down. And no crops or anything with which to apply fertilizer. So it's, it's yeah. you just have to get rid of the poop. So they came up with this super efficient uh, bacteria that would do that. But if it ever manages to find its way from the sewer system into a digestive system, it gives you the equivalent of food poisoning yes. as far as symptoms for like a week. Yeah. And he's like, perfect. That's perfect. Great. We'll use that one. We need to steal the the, the Burkud's sewer disease. Yeah, we'll get the old BSD. <laughs> Which is what they immediately start calling it. And I, the first time they, they told... Phelan was like, ooh, not BSD. Oh, I was like, big oh, stinky dick. Paul stink disease. <laughs> I'm glad we both went to stink. Ah, of course, S stands for stink. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they've, Phelan, of course, was like, oh, I know exactly what that is. I had it once because on Tatooine, our sewage system is shitty and no one maintenance, does maintenance on it. Yeah. So at one point in time, I caught this. And it was it a sucks. Yeah, and it was a Burkhud system as well. So yeah, so she's had it, and she's like, yeah, that shit sucks. You don't want that. That's perfect. Go get it. Yeah, this will be great. This is the dinner party scene I wanted to get to, because there's a part when they're all like, Wedge is there, and he's wearing his dumb outfit, and they're like making fun of him for it. Uh, but then right as they're getting up to leave, they get a spotlight that hits the two of of uh, of Phelan and Piggy. And it turns out that this is, is Kel fucking with them. Like, he's over by the DJ booth and has lied to them about something. Well, yeah, because they all are, are, of course, like, oh, we need to get up, like one at a time and leave not all as a group because it's way less suspicious to watch one person get up from a table and leave and then one person get up and leave. So as they're all leaving, the only people left at this point are Phelan and Piggy, but Kel, who had been the previous person to leave, went up to like the DJ and went, hey, it's the fifth anniversary of those two. If you could announce that, please. Yeah, so right as they stand up, they get hit with a spotlight and the DJ's like, let's hear it for the fifth anniversary of Lady Who Gives a Shit. And Lord Pig Pig is. His name is Pig is. Pig is. Pig B. Pig is Pig B. <laughs> pig is Pig does. <laughs> uh, and this prompts a weird discuss moment. I feel like I I'll, I'll go ahead and float this. This is a safe book for me to make float guesses about because I have never read it. Uh-huh. I feel like they're setting up to kill Phelan. Huh? Because we get a lot more Phelan business in these two chapters than we have previously. Yeah, so we get with that, of course, she's absolutely mortified yeah. that this has happened. And Piggy does the, well, why are you embarrassed that people would think you're married to me? And you're like, yeah, that would be, uh, we're different. Because we, I, and he's like, I'm a human and, it, and you're a Gamorrean. So it would be like, weird. It's because I'm of low birth and Gamorreans themselves are of low birth. Yes. And she's like, uh, 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 sorry. And he's like, that will do for now. He like, he just takes the, he basically is just roasting her for being racist. Yeah. It's like, oh, would it be so bad to be married to a Gamorrean? And be like, yeah, man, I don't, different, different species. Mutually, my dude. you know, I, I I'm going to, I'm going to take one for the, it wouldn't be bad to be married to you, Piggy, but the rest of your species is canonically 
the worst, vir- virtually unintelligent, and <laughs> yeah. it, and it, it purposefully and, un- and willfully covered in nasty parasites as big as golf balls, and you know hate women canonically, yeah. and are super violent. So yes, it would suck to be married to a Gamorrean that wasn't you, Piggy. Yeah. Yes, that's what. I, it's not because you are of low status. It isn't because like oh you're you're beneath me status wise. No, Gamorreans are kind of nasty, my man. Let's just pretend that instead of it being you and me, like Jabba was on the other side. Would you be mad at me for being like, no, I'm not married to a hut? And he's like, well, no, obviously not. Four huts you see are, are, uh, don't get married. They're, they're asexual or they're not really that. They're, they're complicated. Huts are complicated. They're hermaphromorphs. They're hermaphromorphs and they can do all, they can do all the things. (laughs) They are big, weird slugs. They can reproduce sexually or asexually as the situation permits or is desired. They change gender when they are pregnant. Yeah, so they're they're just wild. But anyway, he he just basically needles her for a second. She openly apologizes, and he's like, "Fine, good enough." Yeah, and then they move along. Like, well, since we are to be a married couple, would it be good to hold hands when we leave? And she's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever, whatever." I don't. Th- you really? This is a you got me on the spot here, bud. <laughs> I mean, any if anyone's got them on the fucking spot, it's fucking what the what was Kel doing? Right? They're like, oh, we're on a covert mission. Time to shine a literal yeah. fucking spotlight onto two of the these people, one of which is a Gamorrean, so more recognizable. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Squad, let's, get your shit together. Let's, uh, let's hear it for the fifth anniversary of these two. They met aboard the Nightcaller, it says here, <laughs> and they are Rebel X-Wing pilots. I'm sorry, New Republic X-Wing pilots. I'm just being handed a note. Yeah. Very secret, it says here. Don't say this out loud. So they decide during that little meeting, they're like, okay, great, cool. Uh, when you're going to go get your disease, go ahead and bust Grinder out because we're going to need him to slice into the security system for the hospital and whatnot mm-hmm. so we can actually know where the diseases are and how best to get in. Yep. And... Then Phelan's like, oh, I'm going to go do recon. I found the best place to get a TIE fighter is honestly just at the base. It's just like a National Guard building. This is No, it's it's the port where they landed. Oh, okay. Because they're like, oh, they've got like four TIE fighters that just sit there for like defense, defense purposes yeah. at their port. So that's the easiest because the only other places we'd find it are actual like military bases. Yeah, and it's still, it's like the most well-guarded civilian place there is. There's like layers of defense and so on. But Wedge is to be like, can we get in through the roof they used to launch them? And Phelan's like, I guess I'll go find out. <laughs> I mean, we would need to be assured they would open up the roof for some reason. He's like, oh, don't worry. I'll have fucking Hohass buzz the tower. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> also, we're going to steal all four of the TIE fighters. Why? Because four's better than two. Go fuck yourself. That's why. I mean, he has a kind of morbid reason. He's like, I can't guarantee all four of them will make it back to the Nightcaller. I mean, yeah, and and if they don't, it kills us. You remember how bad TIE fighters are at crash landings? <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. If they don't make it back to the Nightcaller, it's because we died. <laughs> so I guess the plan is you are preparing for us to get dead. All right, cool. Well, I'm prepared for Atril to get dead. She hasn't really done anything important yet. <laughs> I'm preparing for at least 50% of you, because if three out of the four die, then we're still fucked anyway. Yeah, so I'm, I'm willing to throw away two of your lives. <laughs> That's just a sacrifice I'm willing to make. I mean, he is going to be one of the TIE fighter pilots. He Obviously. Just, he just knows he's the best one. He doesn't need to outrun the bear. <laughs> <laughs> 
True. <laughs> so th- this leads us to Phelan's big mission where I, she jumps on top of like a, a, like a taco truck. Yeah, she's hanging out in the port waiting for a way to get to this hangar bay where they keep the TIE fighters. And it's like, oh, on the way to this place, like there's a bunch of places you can hide. Mm-hmm. She can sneak around. But then the actual hangar itself is like, way the fuck out over there and there's nothing in between here it's just flat open space she's like well, i can't just like run at the fucking bunker mm-hmm. so she's waiting for anything and a straight up star wars taco truck shows up mm-hmm. just a roach coach on a repulsor lifts yep it's a floating bulbous mass that clearly has one panel on the side that's meant to be opened up and comestibles may be served from within thanks star wars Thank you. I get uh-huh. it. It's it's a fucking lunch truck. We got it. <laughs> I know. It'd be great if they just did that kind of shit with an asterisk. <laughs> Footnote, this is a lunch truck. You know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. Ah, <laughs> oh, some sort of silver vehicle. It is bulky and there is comestibles inside. Perhaps an awning would swing open where they could take currency in exchange for goods or services. <laughs> and also on the side, it says like Roy Bear Tito's Tacos. <laughs> oh, uh, Space Tacos. <laughs> yes, Roy Bear Tito's Space Tacos. <laughs> Vibro. <laughs> Bantha Tacos. <laughs> Vibro Tito's Bantha Tacos. <laughs> oh, Vibrose's <laughs> Bantha Tacos, freshest on store and all. They made my brain dumb. <laughs> uh, so she jumps onto a fucking lunch truck and then goes from the top of the lunch truck onto the roof of this mm-hmm. uh, hangar. And for some reason, they launch a TIE fighter at one point. We don't now, know why. She falls asleep on the roof. Yeah, she falls asleep on the roof of the lunch truck. No, oh, on the roof, the roof of the, of the building. The okay. building. Yeah. Because she wakes up oh, that's right. when the... it starts to open. Yeah, it starts to open and she grabs onto the edge of it as it's opening. Uh, or, or, yeah, so she she's rolling away from it. It opens. They launch two of the TIE fighters. And then a guy comes over. And this is the important part. This is the part that she needs to know. Uh, he goes to some door that gets them in or out of the building and does a complicated hand wave at it, and it automatically opens yeah. for him. He fucking hand jives at a door, and that's yeah. the passcode. The passcode is the Macarena. She can only see this, though, when it is reclosing, mm-hmm. and she's looking down, trying to see what's going on while it's closing, and in order to keep a view and be able to watch what is going on, she holds on to the lip of the hanger as it is closing back so she's being pulled forward Mm. on this lip and then has to let go before her fingers are crushed but of course at this point she has gotten to the top of a dome of a hangar and is like all right well i guess i'll oh there's nothing to hold on to oh fuck my shit (laughs) (laughs) oh if only i had drank that fizzy lifting drink she goes a tumbling down. Yeah, so she goes sliding off the thing, trying everything she can to just generate friction by putting her skin on the uh, as much as possible on the on the uh, dome to no avail. She slides down the side and then just fucking falls off the roof, and that's the big cliffhanger. It's a long three meter drop to the bottom. She just 
tumbles off the roof of a building. Now, before this, the entire inner monologue she has while she's doing this is like, this is my time. This is the time to prove I'm not second best because everything on the squad, I'm the number two at. Yeah. Because I'm the number two slicer behind Grinder because I can do it, but I'm not the best. Yeah. And I'm the number two TIE fighter pilot behind Wedge. And now that we've got Tabon, I might be number three. Yeah. And I'm the number two scout behind Tyria because I spent a lot of time on the street. But I'm always number two in everything. Yeah. But this is my time. My time to shine. And then falls asleep for a couple hours and falls off a building. <laughs> I love it. Like, I don't think this kills her. I don't Because ultimately... <laughs> this kills the fallen. <laughs> Like, she needs to be alive long enough to transfer the information about the secret hand wave to get through the doors or whatever, right? Oh, yeah. So she's not going to die here. She's just going to fall off a roof like a dork. But uh, it's just hilarious to me that this whole inner monologue of her being like, I've got to be the best at something. There's got to be something in the squad. Like, she even has a part where she's like, well, I know I'm here because I'm the driver, but no one gives a shit about the driver. So being number one at that doesn't matter, even though I, I am number one at... I guess, running over TIE fighters in a new Brickian sand skiff. Well, yeah, she was like, I need to do some things that no one else in the squad has done. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, throwing a couple TIE fighters around with a fucking sand skiff. Because if I can't be the number one at a category, I can be number one at doing ridiculous horse shit. (laughs) I got to do some shit that no one else in the squadron will do. I'm talking like nasty shit and I let you take pictures. Woo, I got I'm talking nasty shit like with a Gamorrean. <laughs> and then Piggy just shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that I have also read that the writing is on the wall for you. You're also going to be the number 2 at dying in the squadron. Hey! <laughs> Even Jesmine was better than you at that. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> I take no pleasure in this beyond the immense pleasure I currently feel in this. <laughs> uh, so that's where the chapters end. Fucking Phelan falls off a roof. The end. Yep. <laughs> I love that. These two chapters are all setting up a fucking disease heist and a tie fighter heist. But we end on. Uh, oh, I just woke up. What's going on? Oh, look at that secret hand wave. <laughs> Thonk. The <laughs> and I love that it's she rolls down the dome, hits the part of the roof that is flat, rolls that way, and then rolls off of the roof. <laughs> just absolute clown shoes shit. It is amazing. It's just wonderful. Love it. So there you go. That's what's up with these this set of chapters. I hope you enjoyed hearing about them. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed hearing about them as much as I enjoyed reading about them. And uh, as always, if you'd like to hear even more fun Star Wars stories, and who wouldn't, why not head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash systemmastery, where if you support us at the $4 level, you'll unlock our Star Wars bonus stuff, where we make, it's called Expanded Expounded Universe, and it's where we go onto Wikipedia and we find wild stories all from the history of the Star Wars in its entirety, and we tell them to each other and to you. That's right, $4 a month gets you a weekly show with that. You also get our bonus content for our System Mastery show, where we make characters and RPGs, And you get the show ad-free from Patreon if you get the RSS feed 
from being a subscriber there. Mm -hmm. So great deals all around, and it supports the show. It lets us keep doing what we're doing. Yes, and Lord knows someone needs to be doing what we're doing, I think. Probably. Probably not, but let's pretend. Let's let's just pretend that a couple of white guys need to have a podcast and no one else does. <laughs> yeah, there aren't enough of those. <laughs> we we need a little bit better representation. <laughs> so, uh, you know, please support us, I guess. Thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, until such time as we see you again, I've been Elan Sleesbegano. And Hot Dish Made My Brain Stupid. <laughs>